So hi everyone and welcome to Architecture in the Den with me, your host, Lisa Rains. Um, I am the founder of Pride Road, the architectural practice franchise. It's a business in a box for those who want to set up in practice. Um, and today um, we're being joined by Dmitry Burakevich. Is that, is that the right pronunciation? Yeah, Burakevich. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so my name is Dmitry, as you say. Um, I'm an architect, been qualified since 2015. Um, yeah, kind of uh, joined a uh, uh, fairly local practice, um, worked on varied uh, material um, projects, rather, um, going from like Farnborough Exhibition Hall to Marwell Zoo and, yeah, and uh, bespoke houses. So quite a range with there, really. Um, and uh, well, I think we'll talk about it, but I'm also doing my own house at the moment, which is uh, quite exciting. So yeah, being the client and the <laughs> project manager and the designer at the same time, it's uh, quite exciting. Oh, I've lost you there. I can't hear what you're saying. Sorry, sorry, that was a small girl <laughs> error. <laughs> We're on mute. <laughs> oh, yeah, that uh, seems to be the way with Zoom, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Shows that this is uh, not overly uh, edited. <laughs> yeah, natural. Keeping it real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully you'll, uh, you'll be able to show us your tablet out the window to show us that you actually are in the real site and um and maybe just talk a little bit about what's going on so um where just a bit of history about you where did you uh qualify where, where did you study um so part one in bournemouth um arts university uh part two uh, uh oxford brooks and part three at kingston in london uh, and how long ago did you, when did you qualify? Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, 2015. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I got so many different dates, so it's quite embarrassing actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, 2015, I think, yeah. yeah. And, and where did you do, um, where did you work? Where did you do your part threes? Or where were you working when you started? Uh, so part three, so it, is, it was through the practice I'm working with now, uh, Terence O'Rourke. Yeah. Um, so they actually heard that I finished my part two and invited me to join them to work on uh, Marwell Zoo projects. Brilliant. Um, and, you know, when I heard that, you know, it was a perfect invite, really. It's, uh, you know, it's quite a meaningful project uh, for me. And actually, uh, that's the project I used for my qualification and my exams. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, um, well, I say a project, there's a series of projects um, throughout the master plan. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it was quite an exciting one. So tell us a little bit more about the Marwell Zoo project. Uh, yeah, so I uh, started um, ooh, seven or eight years ago with an overall uh, master plan with a few of my colleagues who were looking at it um, before. Um, Basically, Marwell wanted to uh, think, rethink slightly how 
um, you know, they present the whole kind of, I don't want to say image, but actually, you know, the view rather than the animals say, being, having that feeling that it's a caged in animal that you experience, actually, it's more like a country walk where you happen to come across um, animals in different habitats. Um, and yeah, it started with um, uh, phase one, which was the wild explorer scheme, uh, which housed the white rhinos, um, zebra and oryx, uh, then went on to the tropical house, which was the phase two. It's um, uh, quite an interesting one. Again, it's, you, you know, using the ETFE material uh, inside, it was like a tropical environment that was created. Um, again, different species there. Um, and then the phase three, which is unfortunately been uh, paused because of, um, you know, what happened with COVID-19. Um, hopefully it will happen. I'm not really sure how much I should be talking about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's... Um, keep it vague, keep it vague. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, but it's a very exciting one. Uh, if it happens and I hope it does because it will tie the whole master plan together and it will be quite an exciting experience you know very immersive and um, you know the animals at the end of the day will benefit as well because that's kind of the focus of it um, you know the whole mission if you like you know the Marvel team was quite amazing you know we went through kind of really intricate brief um, and you know, the animal requirements, effectively, they were the client, if you like, um, which is very <laughs> unusual. Yeah, it's, um, you know, the ultimate feedback we got, for example, was when the rhinos moved in, you know, they started running around, you know, being really happy in the new space. So, you know, I kind of um, took that they were happy <laughs> from that. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Was, that, uh, that's an it. interesting one. How, how do you mark um, success in a zoo? <laughs> yeah it's well i had to uh, as a team we had to go off you know i can't take all the credit obviously uh, there was an amazing team you know from kind of the design team and client team that worked really hard and you know put it together so the feedback we got from the zookeepers was that okay it's it's you know it seems to be you know the animal welfare is met <laughs> so um yeah, so it's not like in building regs, you have, you know, <laughs> criteria that you can go through. Yes. Oh, you know, uh, a rhino needs, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's not so straightforward. Um, so, mm -hmm. But yeah, luckily, um, the expert team at Marwell um, could help drive that, if you like. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kind of like, um, is happiness uh, expressed by kind of new populations and reproduction and all that sort of stuff? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> the feedback. Yeah, I mean, uh, so again, they have a program where they're involved kind of around the world in animal preservation. So uh, I think they brought in new rhinos, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, the decisions were made <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of. Um, I suppose based on the response of the you know the animals that were there in the first place so I can only go by that you know, <laughs> I'm too philosophical I suppose <laughs> oh, brilliant brilliant 
and I see that it was um, the project was long listed for an RIBA award. Um, uh, so uh, no, it was myself uh, for the um, oh. Rising Star <laughs> long listing, oh. and uh, Marwell and Farnborough were the schemes that I used as examples, if you like. Um, you know, it showed variation of um, uh, the projects that I get involved in through Terence O'Rourke, which is actually, you know, really quite nice. You know, I say that a lot that, you know, you have to, of course, specialize in certain things, but at the same time, it's nice to have new challenges, you know, it keeps your brain um, evolving and adapting, I guess, um, yeah. you know, because, you know, the requirement of an exhibition hall is not you know, the same as, you know, say a house or a, um, a zoo. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um... and, and so how did that um, come about, the, um, the long listing for the Rising Stars? A colleague of mine um, nominated myself. Um, um, and I think, uh, you know, it's very nice. <laughs> um, but um, I think it's because ultimately I try to do, you know, different things, uh, kind of not just, uh, you know, do the nine to five, as they say, but actually, you know, I try to do my research bits. So I try to do a bit more. Um, and I guess it was, you know, recognition. I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a, uh, you know, I don't want to get too embarrassed about it. <laughs> so tell me a bit more about the, the research, what projects we've been working on. Yeah, so um, part of uh, kind of, let's say, uh, you know, every day today, you know, you get certain criteria you have to meet for projects. And then sometimes you, you want to kind of do something a little bit different. And so with research, uh, it gives me that opportunity. Um, so I started looking into, well, other industries, in particular space industry, to see mm -hmm. how they create, um, you know, habitats for human occupation in extreme environments. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is to see, okay, well, as a collective brain, a lot of the issues we are facing, you know, we can um, resolve together, let's say, you know, there are some challenges that are you know transcend through industries and um you know they look at extreme environments well you know we're heading into extreme environments now with the climatic shifts and you know are there lessons that can apply to infrastructure on earth you know and um that's kind of the idea um behind that and you know i met some fantastic people that's the other thing is you know perfect opportunity to speak to other industries um uh, specialists and yeah, it's, uh, you know, like one of the examples is, um, for example, uh, sorry, uh, Oxford Space Systems, you know, uh, they design satellites, but mm -hmm. actually when you talk to them, they will tell you, well, we learn from the fishing industry or the origami industry, um, you oh. know, when they create their um, satellites, they store them into a compact area. So yeah. they're using the fold patterns from origami um and then the actual surface of um the satellite um they use the weave patterns you know that they translate from the fishing industry yeah. because actually the way that it weaves together yeah. um means that if there's you know a local penetration with debris or something 
it won't rip the whole satellite apart. It will just stay local to that area, which is, you know, it's fantastic. It's like, wow, yes, we if we combine the brain, <laughs> the collective human brain, we can solve so many things. So in that sense, uh, that kind of, um, you know, makes me look into, as I say, into other industries and see what I can apply to uh, architecture, you know, the eye design, and hopefully others might benefit too. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know? mm. So is there anything that you've learned from the space industry that you're starting to sort of apply? Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm actually in the middle of um, gathering the information. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it's difficult to, you know, first, uh, it's almost, because, as I said, because of COVID, everything had to be paused a little bit. So I was hoping to gather this um, uh, data. And then at the end, in the last chapter as well, I'd bring my, let's say, architectural head and bring it together. So I haven't um let's say exactly identified practical applications yeah. but you know, i'm hoping it will lead um to that <laughs> and i'll be able to answer well you can do this that um uh, you know uh, simple things actually um uh, that come to mind is again the habitats you know it's like you don't think about okay you know if you're out in space you have to create your vegetation growth yeah. um and actually, uh, same applies here. Well, when we design the garden, do we think about as an architect to create a bit of a habitat for bees so they can pollinate, you know, the uh, landscape around? You know, it's kind of those things. It's kind of a practical, let's say, intervention. It's not always possible. You know, you don't always have, like in the urban environment, you might not have <laughs> lots mm. of space. Um, mm. But um, yeah, little. Um, kind of lessons like that is what I'm hoping to be able to extract when I finally finish. <laughs> Assuming there isn't another, uh, yeah, another pandemic happening. <laughs> I hope not anyway. Yeah. And, and so um, you're in the middle or you just started a self-build? Yeah, so uh, that's right. So uh, again, uh, just before the <laughs> pandemic hit, Seems to be a theme. Um, <laughs> I got planning permission for um, a new build house on a plot. So there's an existing bungalow, which I'm sat in now. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah it's not, um, I'll, I'll take you over and show that it, just walk across. It's a 1920s bungalow. It's yeah. not yeah. in the best condition, but um, yeah. So we had, uh, just turn it out the window. Can you see anything? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So basically, you uh, you can see a lot of the garden is dug up. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to grade, and um, yes. Oh, I'm losing you. I think um, losing you. but yeah, it's. Um, I lost you a bit there, but so. Oh, so you're losing connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's probably uh, all the rain, all the Wi-Fi is <laughs> losing its connection, but um, I can describe it. Yeah, describe go it. for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so initially um, we purchased this property and it had kind of uh, lots of existing volume on site, like lots mm -hmm. of outbuildings. Um, the land where, was farmland. 
Well, whereabouts are you in the country? Uh, Wimborne. Wimborne, okay. so that's down south for UK. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're, not, if you're not familiar, but um, yeah, so I um, purchased this uh, plot of land and as I said, there were lots of uh, outbuildings um, that are proposed to culminate into one volume. So effectively becomes a, an additional uh, dwelling for my family. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, got planning for that. We're in Greenbelt, you know, Triple Asai River. Um, yeah, bats, everything, the whole thing. So I had to go through the surveys and um, which, you know, which is fine. It's just, it, it meant it took a little bit of time because of the seasonal surveys and so on. Um, but I got there in the end and yeah, exciting. Uh, now got my full plans, uh, conditional approval for building regs. So now it's just uh, go, go, go. The, the only thing, um, which was interesting. I'm sure you probably came across it as well, but um, getting quotes for materials has been an mm. eye-opener. Um, you know, literally timber has doubled in some cases since a year ago. Um, so yeah, it's uh, shifted the budget, but uh, we're doing it as a self-build because my father's a carpenter. So yeah. we're kind of doing it together. And what, um, what construction are you using? Uh, so it'll be a timber frame. Obviously, you've got um, concrete foundations below ground, but timber frame above. Um, and uh, it's a bit of a bespoke uh, hybrid, if you like, um, system. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where there might be some adjustments with like um, cladding and so on. <laughs> but uh, again, it's. It's quite interesting because when you are doing it for a client, you know, you kind of set a budget and, you know, you give the options. But when it's you uh, yourself doing it for you and your family, you know, you are invested emotionally. It's a bit uh, different experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, but um, yeah, I've been keeping a video series where I can, you know, telling the story of um, the land uh, kind of where it started to where it is okay. now and we'll, um, we'll have to put a link to that in the um in the description yeah that's fine that's fine yeah is, is it yes it's available on on youtube isn't it yeah i, I keep a, a like a portfolio on youtube um you know when i can it's quite funny it's you you know you're trying to actually physically do the work but then remember oh wait i, I, sh I should set up this camera to yes. <laughs> capture it's like oh my goodness it's uh, it's it's yeah. a, a review perspective. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be helpful, you know, help my dad, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, wait, wait, you, you stand, you stand there. I'll just set up this camera here, and mm. then we'll, we'll continue the work. And it's, I yeah, I, it's I, patient. I, I know. Fil filming's a dark art. I was, uh, I had, um, I had a visitor on Tuesday. Um, mm -hmm coming and so I had a, t a film crew come to the house oh wow and uh, that sounds professional <laughs> <laughs> well it was um it was just to film sort of like a day in the life of an architect oh um, wow yeah. but it was hosted um it's being well it was being presented by a um a puppet oh uh, Patsy May she's wow. uh, she's a celebrity there we are. And um, 
just the um the organization involved in actually filming is just yeah. blowing so to get something that's a three minute yeah. video it takes all day oh geez yeah it's, see I, yeah you know <laughs> professionally um, yeah i've um uh, I made a little video myself of kind of what was going on, not kind of too much behind the scenes, but in fact, not right, behind right. the scenes at all, because uh -huh. you don't want to shout any, any <laughs> But um, yeah, so if once I make it public, um, if you if you search for Patsy May, an architect, you, you should find it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds quite exciting. It's a bit of fun, you know. It's, um, it was hysterical. Oh, gee. It's, it was, it was a little a, bit of a different experience, was it? Oh, completely. <laughs> Hold on, let's see if I've got anything on my screen. Hold on, let me... Right, how do I do this? Um, I'm just trying, trying to make sure I've not got anything... Um, too revealing on the computer. I'm going to share my screen. <laughs> yeah. Let's see where we're going. Oh, well. <laughs> yourselves and just talk about, uh, describe your house as it is at the moment. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm Tom. Uh, I'm Sebastian. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Patsy May. We've got a uh, what a four-bed brick-built house in the in the leafy suburbs of South Liverpool, and we're hoping that Lisa can help us out with a few uh, modifications, shall we say. I'm sure she can. She's an architect, you know that? <laughs> I did, that's why, that's why we're talking. <laughs> Great, yeah. I'm just learning this, so, you know. I'm not sure if I have what it takes, but I'll give it a go. Well, like she's doing a great job so far. Right. We're doing business right now. Cool, continue, zooming. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was <laughs> that does seem fun. So so she she stayed with us all day. It was, it wow. was really good fun. And um, but she's mm. uh, her humor's quite adult. Oh right. It was supposed to be like children faces. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she was funny. Very uh, yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's um that's a, that's a different yeah i guess you never think to, to experience something like that would you so. <laughs> uh, okay so we're starting we're getting to the end of um the time already see <laughs> told you to having too much fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. um so is there anything you want to know about pride road or of the franchise business yeah yeah it's quite interesting you mentioned that uh, my understanding is it's it operates like a network and you have you know people involved from around the country is that right that's right um so it's a franchise business so in the same mm -hmm. way that like um you know mcdonald's is a franchise um, mm -hmm. except we don't produce burgers um you know oh, why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we produce architecture ah um, yes but actually it's not the architecture that's the franchise system it's the way that we do it so the way that we right. deliver our services to clients so it's that right. those kind of interfaces it's how we advertise how we promote the branding the marketing Mm -hmm. um, and then you know how how we manage a project that's all that's kind of all systemized and run in the same way 
Ah, okay. So, sorry. So, say if I have a large scale project, does that mean, say, someone in New Forest and someone in, I don't know, Manchester? I'm just making it up. But, yeah. you know, could come together and say, oh, this, let's say for just one architect, it might be, you know, too much to take on, but then you can collaborate and get together on. No, no, it's not. We've we've ah, okay. really specialised. We've really niched down into the kind of type of clients that we want to work with. So okay. we just do kind of relatively low value domestic work. Uh huh. Okay. So okay. it's kind of like ten thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh huh. Okay. So it's kind of single story, two story extensions, loft conversions, uh -huh. that sort of stuff. The, the sort of stuff that's kind of like gets forgotten about by practices. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's interesting you say that there's almost like a, a stigma attached to, oh, I can't afford an architect and, you know, and uh, actually in reality, you know, it depends on the project, you know, <laughs> I think. And um so that yeah, that sounds fantastic. You know, actually, you're making, let's say, good design accessible to more people. Yeah, That's absolutely right. And yeah. you know, and there's millions of sort of mm. 1930s semis and bungalows mm. and um, sort of like terraced houses over the country. And yeah. there's a lot of people there who are kind of being offered bad bad services but mm. what they think are architects but yeah because they've not been educated properly yeah um, or you know plan drawers structural engineers mm. Um, mm. and just being offered kind of bad advice yeah and i unfortunately i have a recent experience of um you know um i don't want to go into personal details but someone actually said um that i know um literally the feedback was, oh, I've got stuck with a bad architect, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I said, oh, a bad architect, and, you know, can you elaborate a little bit, you know, what, you know, so they explained the situation, and which is fine, um, yeah, there were some wrong, uh, let's say, decisions made, but that's fine, and I said, uh, the inevitable, what's the practice name, or who's the architect, and, yeah, they, were not an architect they did <laughs> architectural services yes um and then there's you know again it's just another reminder you know i'm sure they're perfectly competent in you know what they do but actually the confusion is absolutely there um mm. you know it's like oh well i do architectural services what's the difference as a mm -hmm. you know as a general public you're not going to know oh you're not an architect but you do are you do architectural services that doesn't make any sense um but um yeah, yeah. and then it builds on that rep reputation of the architect oh i had a bad experience then that word, word is going to spread yeah and it's like well well no no <laughs> that's not a registered architect but anyway yeah it's, it's sad reality and it's yeah. quite exciting well i'm actually that. um um i've sort of been nominated for the riba national council um, so well, I'm, I'm hoping I, that I sort of um, that that's being go, uh, approved by the RIBA at the moment. Um, oh, yeah, nominations, because it was quite a rigmarole to kind of uh, get on. <laughs> anyway, 
um, but yeah, that's one of the um, well, what one of the things that I'm standing on. It and, yeah. and I was on the council a few years ago between 2015 and 2018, and I put a motion forward about sort of adjusting the RIBA's marketing. So actually, they're mm -hmm. talking to the layperson and not just to other professional services. Yeah, and they have sort of finally three years later. Um, <laughs> Got a marketing campaign out but it's it's just not far-reaching enough yeah i think you know how many projects does an architect actually get involved in you know it, it must be a small percentage most of it is just mm -hmm. you know generic kind of um again not to downplay but it's just developer stuff and people get into the mile this is the product that's available and that's it and actually i can't afford you know uh, a professional design team to on the you know but I, well yeah the, the, the trouble is then you run into problems where the mistakes are costing you way more than you know the involvement of a professional in the first place which is absolutely yeah. right so mm. we need to <laughs> close the conversation down <laughs> so, you know, Half an hour. Yeah, That was that was really good fun. So well, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. a pleasure. So um I'll put your links in the description. Um so if, if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, um we are available on YouTube and on Spotify. If you've really liked it, please can you like and share it. And if you want to get involved, oh, thumbs up. What's that? That's press the like button. Yeah. <laughs> Thank all you. All that subscribe stuff, all that stuff. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite used to doing that. We kind of subscribe yeah. and... Oh, uh, you are. <laughs> I need to look at your videos. <laughs> all, I, all I know is you have to remind people to do it before you end the recording. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe and like. Subscribe and like. Um, and if you're an architect and want to come on the show, contact me and I'd love to have you on as a guest. So that's me, uh, Lisa Rain, saying uh, thank you and goodbye.